1: WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Aaron Rodgers looking for Devontae Adams,
2: who's got it! DJ Moore has a pass to the end zone! Jonathan Taylor, touchdown!
1: Hello and welcome back to Road of His Overtime on the Road of Radio brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland and I'm joined as always by Sean Siegel, one of the co-owners at Road of His. We're also joined by one of our favourite guys. We talk about him a lot on the show in terms of the wrong read. It is Blair Andrews. Make sure you're following Blair on Twitter if you're not already doing so. He is at Am I The Real Blair. We did start um, going through kind of a recap, breaking down the draft board from what we thought would have happened if we changed some of our selections in the FFPC basketball tournament draft that we did. After going through it, there wasn't a huge amount of things that we would have changed, but we are now starting to look ahead to this week. We're not going to count any <laughs> any pl- placed finishes at this point, but this is where we, uh, you know, drafted to hopefully get towards, and, and we've got one ticket in that 12-team final. So as things stand, I'll let Blair go first again. But what, what's your uh, hopes and expectations as we, as we head into to week 17?
2: Uh, I'm pretty hopeful. I think we have a strong team. We mentioned in the first episode uh, one of the few Jonathan Taylor teams that was able to withstand his 10-point outing. So we've got that going for us. Um, you mentioned off air that we're the only team that has DJ Moore, the only team with Elijah Moore, and the only team with Rondale Moore. So if we can have uh, just the trifecta assembles bonanza, then we'll be we'll be golden.
1: Same question to you, Sean. What's the what's the the feeling? I'm sure Sean will be pretty relaxed. He'll be watching the games, rooting for opponent players, like he mentioned on the the, the Tuesday edition. Uh, as long as we we'll just make sure that. <laughs> we make sure that we don't root for the opponent's players will be good this week.
3: Well, number one, I'm going to be rooting for Connor's team. It's absolutely incredible. He's done a fantastic job with that. And uh, it's so cool to have an, a road of his writer as one of the other 11 members of this group. This is a real murderer's row. You go through some of the names and I'm going to end up not mentioning everybody. And that's not meant as a slight to, to any of the people that, that I don't mention that, you know, we're going to have Michael Leone on later in the week. You have Henry Muto here. We've got the General Cats, which is a team that I'm in some FFPC dynasty leagues with. Great owners there. We have uh, Cocktails and Dreams. And anytime that you see that name in your group and you know you've got Chad in there, obviously that strikes fear into all of the hearts. So it's interesting to have people approaching it from a lot of different directions. And I'm excited to see how it plays out. I, this is, this is a great group. I mean, I wish we could all win, right. But it's going to come down to one of us and we do have a pretty good team. It'll get better. I mean, I would feel better about it. We talked that the weakness of the team in the first episode is a wide receiver. And it'd be great if some of our guys play, we've been relatively lucky with health, which obviously always plays a role. It's hard to, uh, make it to this point and and not have had that. We do have some Dalvin Cook teams through, so it'll be interesting to track that uh, throughout the week. Uh, the one sort of regret that I have, and it's not a regret that we made the draft pick, but uh, listeners from the very beginning of the year know that our guy for 2021 was KJ Hamler. And he is on this team, and I just I feel like it's a good sign, right? He didn't score any points for us, but it's like his... <laughs> ability to get people through even when he's on the IR has been fantastic you have KJ Hamler you can't lose
1: I'm just trying to figure out how to, to continue on there I'm actually just checking with Hamler I'm we must be the only Hamler team as well are we we're not who Ham- so 16 there's 12 teams 16 percent of them just short of 17 percent have KJ Hamler has to be you know the win rate there has to be a correlation there to the win rate at the end of the season
2: we're not the only team with KJ Hamler, and there are actually two other teams that have Diami Brown in the final 12. So some good Rotoviz representation, even on non rotoviz teams.
3: It's kind of funny. I mentioned in the first show that I was actually rooting for C.D. Lamb on Sunday night. But the other player I was rooting hard for was Diami Brown, and he catches the long bomb. It's like, this is what we were in for all season. He's caught this pass. Washington has absolutely nothing going on. They can't get the ball to Terry McLaurin. And we don't want to blame it all on Terry McLaurin, who is getting horrible quarterback play and a lot of defensive attention. But it's been a while since Terry McLaurin went up and made a catch where you felt like he had really done his part of it. Uh, He looks demoralized, right? So you actually contrast that a little bit with what DJ Moore is doing, and it makes DJ Moore look even better because they're getting equally poor quarterback play. Terry McLaurin has gotten to the point where I mean, you wouldn't be playing him in, in any format if you had the the option here. So he makes the big catch, and then, like, every play the rest of the game, was, is Brown on the field? Is Brown on the field? And then they go to the back of the quarterback, they go to the scrubs, and you're like, even now he's in a low snap share. What are they doing? Do they not want to develop Brown for next season? And so that was when he did catch one other ball in traffic. I mean, it almost feels like the three teams that have Brown are going to be the top three in the end. I was going to say the three finalists, but obviously, uh, there's no advancing to the next round. It's going to be the ranking one through twelve. It, is Brown set for a 25 point game in the fantasy finals here, Blair?
2: I think so. I think, uh, like you said, they saw they saw all they needed to see in the game against the Cowboys. They didn't want to risk injury, so they kept him. <laughs> they kept him on the sidelines. Made him his explosion in week 17. Exactly. Yeah, keep
1: him fresh for that week 17 game. Yeah, no, but it was nice to, to see him make that catch, but like Sean mentioned, that's kind of what we were hoping for throughout the season, but who knows, last week I believe we may it may have been the only team with him, so it was going to help, uh, or certainly with the teams that were challenging for the top three, um, so it would have helped us, but um, yeah, nice to see him get that catch. It's interesting too to see some of the players, we did mention KJ Hamler, but to see some of the other players that are not going to be available that have advanced in terms of percentage of rosters so there's Leonard Fournette was on 33 percent of the rosters he is on the injured reserve and we have um, James White in there on 25 percent of the rosters uh, one of uh, uh, Giovanni Bernard is is on two teams as they progress one of them being ours but there's quite a few names in there who may not have an impact and, and obviously Fournette was somebody who was a, a juggernaut for people who drafted him throughout the season but those teams will be hurting quite a bit and you know we talked a lot about um roster construction and how things were set up in the last episode and, and when we're looking through some of these teams there will be some teams that are a little bit light uh we're, we're a little bit light on wide receiver as sean mentioned but i think there's some teams at tight end and at running back if things don't go I- exactly as they they need they could be in a little bit of trouble this week but we, we've been in that boat for a couple of weeks at, at wide receiver and like sean mentioned on the last show we had running backs in those flex spots this past week but to be honest sean we we we've joked about it a number of times on the show and we've like said different things but rashad penny has really set us up over the last two weeks here and uh he now is like you know he he has to be the lead back here for the seahawks as they get ready to finish off the season but they get the lions this week which in terms of matchups that you're you're hoping to have success from uh that looks to be a pretty good spot he is though on four of these uh or sorry three of the remaining rosters. so not a huge percentage but he feels to me like somebody who could be a big factor this week another player who could be a factor and funneling off these two guys uh, Jonathan Taylor's our main guy but Devin Singletary and Taylor all those three guys on three separate rosters um so they're kind of where I think that Singletary and, and Penny could be could be a big game changers for us this week
3: and Penny is on both Chad's team and Todd's team. Blair, how, how do you see the running back position influencing what happens in the final week? What do we need to see happen? What do you expect to see happen in terms of how these rosters break down?
2: Uh, Yeah, that's a good question. Um, The running back position seems to be where there's the most kind of variability in terms of who's rostered on, on what teams. So I think it, it could have the potential to be the biggest difference maker. Um, So if you see Jonathan Taylor have a good week and uh, you know, Dalvin cook, not coming off of coming off of the COVID list, then that obviously would boost some teams to the top and, and hurt other teams. I mean, you know, by contrast, I think Mark Andrews is on 11 out of the 12 teams. So, there are some positions where it's much harder to uh, differentiate yourself from from the pack, but running back looks like it could be it could be key this week.
0: Hey RotoViz radio listener, this is Curtis Patrick from the Dynasty Command Center podcast, and I've got a special deal for you today. Go to rotoviz.com, click the subscribe button, put the 12-month subscription in your cart, and use promo code RVRADIO21. That's RVRADIO21
1: Another player who we don't have, but we again, I talked about Fournette. Another sort of player who feels like they could be a big game changer this week is Ronald Jones on just one roster. They get the Jets this week. So there's some interesting players that I think, you know, big breaks. A bit like we mentioned with Penny there, that things have really broken the right way for them over the the last couple of weeks. Sean, anything that you're looking at that you see that could be, be vital to our chances of success?
3: Well, I think we need Javante Williams to go off, right? I mean, he needs to be the guy who jumps out there and gets us a a 20-plus point game and differentiates from some of these other teams that have some of the overlap for us where, you know, if we're carrying uh, Rashad Penny and, you know, that brings Chad into the equation with a – Najee Harris, Damian Harris situation, you know, we'll obviously be tracking Damian Harris's touchdown. So he puts up three more this week. That won't be good for us. Todd has Joe Mixon and Kareem Hunt, who has been activated again for this game. He's got James Conner, which uh, our favorite player really of the season. He's got Josh Jacobs. I mean, his team is built through the running back position. And then to get penny there as the late round guy as well there's a lot of firepower and so uh, every time the Bengals get down there in the red zone it's going to be a big potential swing Uh, we need to have those touchdowns go to the receivers and perhaps even preferably cj ozuma if we could have a big burrow to the tight end game this week and avoid all of these other Bengals skill players who are represented and are so good That would be helpful for us. Another massive Joe Burrow game could really put us in position. Now, there is, uh, funnily enough, another Burrow-Jonathan-Taylor team. And so I I wouldn't mind going head-to-head with the muzio Servino team down the stretch for the championship. They obviously have Jamar Chase. That's going to make it a little bit more... Difficult there with Burrow. We need it to be another Burrow to Higgins if we have Burrow and Jonathan Taylor both go off. So I think from that perspective, uh, looking at kind of some of these other teams, we have a Javante Williams team with Antonio Gibson, with Dalvin Cook. Obviously, the situation there in Washington has made it a little bit trickier for Gibson to score. Now he made a beautiful catch uh, and touchdown scamper. In the last game, if they can stay competitive, which at this point is getting difficult for Washington, then Gibson has a chance to get a lot more points in there. He was obviously taken out in garbage time last week. And then, obviously, the situation there with Dalton Cook and the vaccination status and how that plays into whether or not he will be available is a big difference. So we'll kind of see how that part of it does develop. But we're going to need some running back points. That's just the, the way that our particular team is set up. I think that the hardest part, maybe the, the time, I don't know the most angry, maybe the most frustrated I was this last week, is that we have this Broncos-Raiders uh, game where at this point the Raiders have lost so many players and are so depleted that it really felt like this was the chance for the Broncos, especially we had seen them the previous week hang right in there with the Bengals till the end. Now, we know that every week in the NFL is different. It's especially different when teams maybe have – a quarter of their players rotating in and out because they're not available due to COVID. And so you can't just look, and you never were able to. And we know that these games are going to play out differently. You're going to have turnovers that make things play out differently. You're going to have, I mean, everything really cascades from some of those early high leverage plays. But the Bengals have been so competitive with, I mean, the Broncos have been so competitive with the Bengals the previous week. I mean, it really looks like the Bengals are good, although you know, one week Joe Burrow will look like a Hall of Famer uh, much to the chagrin of the Baltimore coaching staff, and the next week you're like, I mean, he's just getting sacked all the time, and you know they punt. You watch what the Broncos had done, and you felt like they were going to come out and really take it to to Las Vegas and get in a situation here where Williams and Melvin Gordon could score some points. Maybe Drew Locke, with his more vertical approach, would make a big play or two. I thought that the Broncos had a great shot in this game. They looked awful. I, maybe the funniest thing that I've heard in a long time is they're like halfway through the game and they're showing the different stats and like Melvin Gordon, six carries for zero yards. And the color man uh, just very deadpan says that is frustrating. (laughs) And so that's, I mean, that seems like the slogan for the Denver Broncos season, right? That is frustrating. What was frustrating for me is that they get the ball Within one score, like six minutes to go, they haven't moved it. Melvin Gordon has done absolutely nothing. And Melvin Gordon is the back on the field for the most crucial drive of their season. I mean, you watch all of this stuff throughout the year, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, they've got two good guys. Melvin Gordon is good, right? And he's a well above average NFL running back. You know, you want to maintain uh, health for both players. You know, you can keep them both fresh throughout the game. They're probably not a Super Bowl contender this season. You want Javante Williams fresh for 2022 when you think that you can make a run, you can win the whole thing. You don't want to run him down or get him hurt this season. But if there were ever a point where you were going to emphasize him in 2021, it was that drive and he was not on the field. It's like, What are these people doing? And so from that perspective, I have some trepidation about how week 17 will go and if he will get enough touches to really have the upside we need to win the whole thing through him because again i mean he, he's just a very crucial piece
1: yeah the, the one thing actually looking back on how last week went the uh the interception that Derek Carr threw that was you know tackled at the one yard line that led to that javante williams rushing touchdown was and the end up was what squeezed us kind of over the line so we we got a little bit lucky there based on how the rest of the game played out for the broncos but i think sean and the off season, I think we we'll probably have to have some therapy sessions based on the amount of time we talked about the Denver Broncos this year. Um, it's been it's been tough to watch, especially when we're written for for some of those guys. Blair, in terms of some of the the higher own guys, so Mark Andrews, will will rule him out. He's on every roster outside of uh, Mike Leone's roster, so he's on eleven teams. Any of those guys at the top, obviously, Fournette is is out. Um, so that that's not going to affect things for us, but it, it is going to drop those teams down one running back any of those guys at the top end so we have baker mayfield samuel um Devonte adams ben roethlisberger joe burrow josh allen like is this the week that we see anything from ben roethlisberger that he he becomes the hero of the day
2: oh man i don't think so and uh i even think that if you're a debo samuel owner you're probably a little bit worried about the uh garoppolo news but um yeah i think it's probably uh well i mean it would obviously help us if Devonte adams played well even though he's on three other teams um but i don't necessarily see a lot of these high-owned guys being uh being guys that you had to have except for possibly mark andrews so um yeah i think this could make for a really a really interesting final week where where uh you don't, you don't necessarily see one guy being a, a must must roster, or at least you don't see any of the high own guys being a must roster player. Yeah, I think that's
1: what will make it um, such a fun week is there is a couple of guys there. So Samuel, as I mentioned, with five teams, Adams with four teams. But it feels like then, like, outside of those two guys, and then it's those four quarterbacks um, that I, I mentioned, Roethlisberger and Mayfield, but then you have Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. So mayfield on five and the other three guys on three rosters but then you do have some guys that may not factor then among some of the other higher owners so like dammy brown we mentioned is on three rosters um we have um james white who's on inter reserve on, on three rosters so there's a lot of bits and pieces like that so really there isn't a huge amount of guys on more than two rosters which i think is going to make it quite unique in terms of how the final parts rule out so we have Mark Andrews who we and 10 other teams have that may mean that if he goes off that those teams are just at a level playing field at that point but I think it's going to get really interesting then as to even with teams who we may have a correlation of you know two to three players after that then it's going to be a completely unique lineup which I think makes it very interesting it's not going to be a case where two teams have just one different player there's gonna be multiple different players um, and different scenarios so I think that that was my fear kind of going in that if you go up against you know if there was 11 Cooper Cup teams and we were the team without Cooper Cup I'd be kind of I'd be worried about that but I think it's going to be a pretty open contest this week which is is going to be super fun Sean is that the way you kind of see it as well?
3: I think so there really is a lot of variety we've got a couple of Tyreek Hill teams, even though obviously he didn't do anything this last week. Uh, It is an interesting situation at tight end where uh, I, I, you you say it probably would be helpful if Mark Andrews scores a bunch that would give us the edge on Mike. Uh, It is a situation where we're kind of going into this needing even though there's so much mark andrews we need the rest of the nfl tight ends to not do very well we talked so much about how tight end really determines these best ball leagues right and you have chad's team has travis kelsey on top of mark andrews and so obviously kelsey didn't play last week but he gets through there and you have a situation where Uh, Both of those guys could be in the lineup. I mean, you're looking at in, in the first week of the playoffs here, right? They had the uh, combined for, you know, 70 plus points. If that happens again, it'll be unfortunate. You have uh, some teams here with Dalton Schultz. He is the guy with Kittle on Mike's team. He also is on some of the Mark Anders teams. You could easily see him going into the flex spot. Uh, There is Hunter Henry through with Connor's team. You have a team with Gronkowski and Kyle Pitts in addition Mark Andrews you have teams with Dawson Knox and Tyler Higbee in addition to Mark Andrews and so uh, there are are some situations here where I mean tight end beyond Andrews could actually still be the key because you put up massive points to the tight end position you get those points into the flex it helps you deal with some issues here on running back. Now, a lot of the teams that have made it through, obviously, are, are the very best teams. And so we're not looking at the situation that we were as much in weeks 14 and 15, where some of the teams that had made it through had lost a lot of their guys, you know, kind of right at the end or had a lot of guys go on the list right at the end. And so you do have some softer opponents. Now, we, I mean, it, it's very week-to-week with this, but we do have to take maybe some... Consolation from the fact that we were in one of the highest scoring individual leagues last week, and we made it out of that. A kind of an unfortunate little situation. One of the guys in our league uh, was frustrated by how many Mark Andrews teams. Now, obviously, Mark Andrews was heavily represented overall, but he was even more heavily represented in our 12-team league, and then he did finish fourth, barely missing. And it essentially, came down to that Tyler Boyd. Not exactly drop, but not touchdown catch at the end, which uh, it's a little tricky just to to do all of it without going down to the decimal points you would need. But I think if Tyler Boyd catches that, we still actually get through because of the points it adds to Burrow. But it would have made the battle for second place, uh, basically with three teams tied for second or within like a point and a half. And so, you know, how it would have played out if that catch had happened, you know, would would have been interesting as well. But to have one of the higher scoring teams and a team who would have made it in a bunch of the other leagues not get through, I mean, that's that's always one of those things where it's, it's sort of the beauty of this format where you have the 11 other teams that you're rooting against that week and you know it's your league you have to get through. It's also the thing where if you had a good team and you didn't get through, I mean, you can't help but be frustrated, right? I mean, you know the situation going in, you know it's randomly generated, you know what you have to do is beat your other 11 teams or nine of them, but... I mean, that's still hard. So anyway, we get to the, the final week here. The rosters look very, very good. And we're going to, have to put up some points. Blair, how many points do we need to, number one, uh, finish first, and, and number two to, to finish in the top three? Are we going to need 230? It kind of feels like we're going to need 230.
2: I mean, based on Connor's team, I think we're going to need <laughs> about 230 two <laughs> to take to beat him because um, he's just loaded um so yeah it's gonna take a big score um I think all of the teams in this final week are pretty scary so even to finish top three I think you need to get you need to put up a pretty big number
1: yeah I think it feels like top three and we've seen some weeks recently where some of the big names don't hit and you know those teams score a lot less um I think it was that it might have been week 14, was it, where we kind of had a, a very low scoring week or week 15. But in terms of how it could, that could be the way it plays out. But it does feel like with the rosters that are here and what have been the final, it feels like, you know, it's going to be 180 plus to have any chance to get in those top three spots and then see how it plays out plays out there. But it's going to be interesting. The other thing I was just looking at there as we talk, um, this week we don't have a Thursday night game. We have all the games on Sunday bar. The Packers, Vikings is Sunday night football. And then the Steelers Browns is Monday Night Football, so we're going to have a Sunday Night Football is going to be a, an interesting watch with the the Rogers Adams stack, and obviously then we'll see if uh, Cook gets activated. We'll have Justin Jefferson teams, and the mix is going to be a, a very interesting finale. But then we also and look, Baker Mayfield hasn't had huge games as of late, but um he is on forty one percent of the roster, so that Monday Night Football game he's facing up against uh ben Roethlisberger, which will be three off the the teams as well so things things will come down to the wire this week sometimes you get the games wrapped up and it's nice and relaxing on monday but this one no matter what is going to play out to the wire so looking forward to it wish both of the guys the best of luck more so to give myself more luck in this week's contest but hopefully we can come out in the uh prize section of it and uh, i'm really looking forward to it any final words guys before we do wrap up
2: well, I was just noticing that um you mentioned that Sunday night football game, Justin Jefferson is only on one team and it's Connor's team. So if if it comes down to uh That's
1: a vs showdown
2: on Sunday yeah. night football. So that could be a really interesting, uh, really interesting game to pay attention to.
1: Yeah, it be, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty pretty cool all around i think and uh it was actually connor's team that got off to a real fast paced start last thursday um with aj brown and, and debo samuel so we'll see if uh any teams get off to really hot starts this coming week but it's, it's good as well that the, all the games last week we kind of had a split between thursday sunday monday um uh, and saturday sorry as well so it was a long kind of stretch but this week we will be we'll be wrapping it up on the the normal uh, or a shorter weekend of the normal in terms of where the games are spread out. Sean, anything to add before the end?
3: I Just AJ Brown on Connor's team there comes in just at the right time to give him a huge boost. He is on Chad's team also. And so it could be Connor and Chad battling for the top spot there for us uh, this week, you know, Monday night football. It sounds to me like this is the week that Jarvis Landry, puts up 35 points. I mean, I feel like we're going to be in a position where we have 20s across the board. We need something big like a 30 to really uh, change the team because the lineup will already be strong. But then Jarvis Landry comes out of nowhere, 10 catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. The best I could do, even in my ludicrous scenario, was like 26 points there. So we'll we'll look for 26 from Jarvis Landry (laughs) and...
1: We'll get him flooded, get him in, get him into the flex though, and we'll we'll settle for twenty six points in the flex if we can if we can get it. I think if our flex players have uh, twenty six points this week, we we could be in a pretty good
3: scenario. We should do all right. It was interesting watching that Bron- that Browns game last week where Landry was involved early, and then at one point, uh, I believe Baker Mayfield threw an interception targeted him at him, but about fifteen yards over his head. Then they started at each other like it was the other person's fault. Uh, Landry probably trying to figure out how he could have caught a ball that far over his head, but I'm sure that Baker Mayfield did want him in a different spot. He wasn't as involved after that, to my recollection, but hopefully they will be on the same page for Monday night football. Uh, you always have to like Jarvis Landry. He's going to get out there, lay some real blocks and that good karma probably take us over the top. The other thing, just good luck to the 11 other members of the group. Uh, if you've gotten here obviously you've had a great season it's interesting to see the different constructions there are lots of ways to play it Uh, there are some ways that give you a a real edge in terms of the structure but within that i mean so many varieties and you know we we love to see people play it in different ways not everybody has to play it our way and uh, this last week should be a lot of fun so good luck to everybody and I'm excited. It should be just an absolute blast to track as we go through this week 16.
1: Yeah, it's like um, it's been a lot of fun to get to this point, and I think moving forward is a bonus on top of that. So hopefully, we uh, get a nice big first place bonus. will will <laughs> would be would be nice at the
3: end of it. Colin is excited just to be nominated. It sounds like. Yeah, it's
1: just the that's my uh, you know sometimes when you I'm in a couple of dynasty leagues with friends, and the common thing every week is that you tell the person that you're facing that it's now yours to lose <laughs> and then <laughs> that the, you know so usually the karma then takes that back and, and you end up on the winning side so um hopefully that's what i was trying to do there but we'll we'll see how it plays out but we will be back with another show um another two shows this week one with michael leone have established a run we'll be talking a little bit about his team we mentioned him a few times over the last two episodes he um is the one team that does not have mark andrews in the roster so we'll be talking true that with him stay tuned for that that will be thursday's edition of the podcast we'll also have our saturday show coming out as well then to, to see things off i did post the full of this draft up on the road of his radio main feed if you want to head back and check that post it posted on monday have a listen through as we made those selections live on the clock as always as a loyal podcast listener as well you can save yourself 15 percent off a road of his radio subscription sean mentioned on the last episode that that will be running through the new year uh, as it lands here in a, in a couple of days so get in get yourself that save yourself 15% the normal uh, discount that we've had throughout the year is 10% so a little bit extra on top of that get yourself set up for the 2022 season we'll have you all the way through the draft the dynasty offseason, into the season and you'll have all the tools uh, that we use for our best ball drafts to, to try and navigate to a situation like we're in now where we make it to the basketball final over at the FFPC. So once again, that code is RB Radio 2021 Add that at checkout or go to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast for further information.
3: And Colin, just a little, a little extra teaser there with Blair on the show, kind of using those tools, he and I played like eight leagues together. I think we had multiple teams blow way past 200 this week. I think we had a team score like 240, and we're going to win – three of those and finished second
1: only 240 points
3: only only 240 we're going to win three finish second in one and so number one as you can tell from this show always good to draft with blair always good to read blair make sure you get in there and uh you're substantially paid back easily by reading the wrong read throughout the season but blair and i did a lot of work with the best ball stuff last year and drafted our own teams based on that and those teams did what, I mean, you're not gonna finish quite at that win rate every season, obviously, but that's how it has come out through the years. You give yourself a huge advantage, you look through and the win rate edge that you get by making the right structural choices is gigantic. And so uh, we don't just write about it, we we play it and the results are there. And so we encourage you, if you have interest in it, uh, to, to check that out, I don't think you'll be disappointed.
1: Yeah, and just to put Blair on the spot, um best wrong read for people to go and read if they're picking one have you something that's the one that you tell people to go and check out first
2: oh man that's a good question i guess uh the very first one and go I right through.
1: You were, uh, yeah start at number one and <laughs> work your way through but yeah um for for long-time listeners of the podcast they'll have heard me or sean talk with them each and every time they come out always fantastic so i would, I would recommend like sean said they're heading over and checking that out I was telling you before we started recording that uh after i knew the results of the sunday night games i went back and watched that episode with yourself and hassan on the the road of his report i guess uh there would be a good time to give a, a shameless plug to the the listeners i know it usually tails off as we get to the end of the season but even looking ahead to next season any plans you guys have for the the road of his report
2: so we've uh had i guess our last kind of official episode uh already since this week is the last real fantasy week but we are going to be entering some ffpc playoff challenge teams with the guys from ship chasing and probably recording at least one show with them over the coming weeks so definitely stay tuned for that and uh we'll probably be doing some off-season stuff as well so yeah stay tuned yeah,
1: it's usually probably actually that would be a better plug to do in week one rather than uh, as we enter week seventeen. But no, I would <laughs> highly recommend checking out anything the guys put out.
3: Yeah, if you want to win the the FFPC playoff contest, get in there with Blair Hassan and the Chip Chase. I mean, that they'll they'll get you all set, right? I mean, if they don't win the whole thing themselves, it'll probably be a listener. We've had fantastic listener results. We're going to mention it on a future show, uh, but so call them one of our. Listeners and the winner of our Scott Fishbowl contest, obviously not only got into the fishbowl, but has done extremely well and is now through to the final 20. So uh, if you want to dominate these contests, listen to the show, get those, those free entries or those special entries, and then do us proud, go all the way through and win. Colin, give us the the details here. How how are we looking for Rotoviz radio by proxy in the finals of the fishbowl.
1: It's Jordan Samuel who has made his way in. Um, the one thing, Sean, that I have to say that I'm sure, I, I know Blair's going to be very proud of this, but uh, first running back was taken in round 12 in, the, in this particular draft by Jordan. So he, he did tweet that he's uh, trying to win it. He did tag uh, Peter Overzet, Pat Corain, Ben, Gretch, myself, uh, and he said, I'm the rest of the zero RB sickos <laughs> that are out there. So uh, he's, he's trying to win it for... For all of us he's he's fighting the good fight so we'll see we'll see what happens but yeah he, he held off to uh the 1207 in that one took james connor tony pollard naheem hines geo bernards ramondre stevenson uh, among a few there but uh josh allen joe burrow tyreek hill aj brown cd lamb t higgins uh really <laughs> really supercharged in that roster so um yeah we will likely talk a little bit more about that on um saturday show as we wish him luck but jordan uh it's it's an awesome achievement to get there um and uh if you bring it home i think that it's a it's a really good story i was pretty i thought it was pretty good when uh we seen that somebody who who jumped in through our league has got there so best luck into the final 20 there we'll see how that plays out over the coming days as well there's a lot of our, our listeners as well a lot of our readers on the site that will be in you know. Dynasty League finals and different uh redraft league finals, best ball finals this week. And it's been great on social media to see people sharing the teams that have advanced. So best luck to everyone who is out there. It'll be uh be great to see some people taking home some of those championships. Sean even mentioned a bit about Curtis uh being through to his best ball final as well. So um should be a, a pretty exciting week to see how it all plays out. That is gonna do it for today's edition of the show and uh I mentioned on the previous one but make sure you're following blair on twitter uh, it's at am i the real blair you can follow me on twitter at overtime ireland you can check out all of sean's work as well as all of blair's work up on RotoBiz.com. and until we're back on thursday with another podcast have a good one Thank you for listening to Overtime and Rodavis Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio Podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotevizradio at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rodavis Radio homepage, roteviz.com forward slash podcast.